come to know you like you know me and see the, 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 the difficult part is not knowing who Yahweh is but the part we struggle with is knowing me like he knows me see it's easy to say God is God he's king of kings he's lord of lords that's nothing too big for my God we know that that's been instilled in us but here's the difference between what's religion and what's kingdom. Religion knows that God is God. Everything that's on this earth knows that God is God and he, they know that there's nothing greater than God. No matter what they act like, no matter who they serve, no matter what they write on their foreheads or whatever, but everything knows that God is God. If they don't know it, they will know it. But here is what kingdom does. Here's the separation. Religion don't teach you that you should know you like God knows you. You should understand yourself the way the Father understands you. When you begin to realize who you are in the eyesight of the Father, Woo. That's where the world starts to, That's when the world starts to change That's when the Situations and whatever environment You in That's when that begins to change Whatever ground you walk on That's when that ground becomes holy When you know you Like the father knows you See we waiting on God to be the game changer but when you know you like God knows you you are the game changer you are the difference Woo! yes yes you are the difference you're the one yes you're the one that changed the situation I don't have to wait on the father to intercede for me because when I know me like he knows me I am the intercessor come on somebody Woo! hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus I, I'm so excited today I, because I can't say that I fully know me like he knows me but I can say I'm walking in that direction. I know more about me. About the Father knows what the Father knows about me than I ever have before in my life. I know so much about me that I'm seeing my environment change. I'm hearing the words of those that don't even know me recognize what I know about me. Somebody ought to recognize what the Father knows about you because you know it about you. 
Woo! There needs to be some radiation. There needs to be some illumination. There needs to be some demonstration. There needs to be some manifestation of what the Father knows about you. You want to know why? Because you know it. How many times you'll say to your wife and you'll say to your daughter, you'll say to your son or your husband, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you look so good in that. Honey, you just smashing in that thing right there. And they say, I, well, it, it, I don't like the way it feels. My wife would tell me that all the time. Honey, that looks so good on you. And I go, man, I just ain't comfortable. I don't like that. It's too tight. But it looks good on you, baby. I don't know, but I don't think I want to wear it because it's around my neck. And I go in there and put on something that's comfortable. And then I walk out and she like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because if I knew me the way she knew me, and when I put it on, whatever it is, and she says to me, oh, honey, you look so good in that. Instead of talking about how uncomfortable it is, I straighten it up and say, you think so, baby? And I get my strut right then. I, can, I know how to do it then. Because my baby says I look good in this. My father says I look good in this. My father says, boy, you got it going on. Woo! When I know about me, what the Father knows about me, I got it going on, baby. You got it going on, self. When you know about you, what the Father knows about you, you got it going on today. Hallelujah. Ain't no church like my church. Because what my Father knows about my church, Succeeds any other thing. I got it going on. You got it going on, Norris. When you know what God knows about you, man, you got it going on. It ain't enough for Poppy to look at you and say, Norris, you got it going on. If you don't know it, Norris, it ain't doing you no good. All that does is makes me sad. All it does is make the father sad. When he says about you, Jamie, you got it going on. And you go, but you know, that ain't comfortable. I don't like the way that feel right now. He becomes sad. Why? Because he doesn't know. It's like he's saying, he doesn't know the image he's been created in. Woo! That boy looks like me. That's my boy right there. Oh, that's my girl. That's, that's my son. Son, you got it going on. And you say, yeah, but I don't feel that good. Makes him sad. And he goes, I cannot believe this boy looked like me. He walked like me. He talked like me. He got all this meat in him. And he don't know that he has it going on. Breaks his heart. Breaks his heart. So. It's okay for you to know him and his fullness and who he is. But that's not the end of it. The kingdom part of it is knowing who you are. Knowing what he knows about you. And you accepting the fact that I'm all that in a bag of chips, baby. 
There ain't no better me. Ain't no better me nowhere. And wherever I am, you need this. You need this. You want to know how come I know you need this? Because I'm here. I'm here. My life is purpose. My steps are ordered by the Lord. Why? Because I'm a righteous man. And wherever I be, I'm needed. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Wherever I am, I'm needed. You know, and you know what? Before I say anything, y'all, y'all ready? You got another song? Okay, beautiful. I'm ready. So y'all hug and kiss one another. Say hello. <laughs> Greet one another. Woo! Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Come on, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Come on and get a Lord of praise. Amen. Thank God, guys. Hallelujah. Really good. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm just excited about what the Father has for us today. You know, it's not just for you coming from me, but it's all about me. And it's all about the flowing through me, connecting to you. My church to your church in this place. You know, it's about every one of us being connected and being joined, being bound to one another. Amen. In this morning's meeting, you know, we, we were talking and we started talking about how we are, how our lives affect one another, even though we're not tangibly together. Thank you. And just knowing that who I am is a part of you. There's no part of you that's not a part of me. Vice versa. And, you know, and we was talking and two, two persons in our group was started talking and one shared his, had, had an experience and he shared his experience, to, you know, with us. And he was saying how he woke up at a certain time and he heard a sound and that sound put him on God and, you know, and, 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 and he just, he was a covering. He became a strong man. He became a covering for his family. And, you know, and lo and behold, who knew that an hour or two before the first gentleman heard and was awakened and was put on God, that another gentleman heard a sound 
that caused him to be awoken. And when he awoke, the person that was awoken later was on his mind. Was on his mind. He thought about that person. And that sound, just, just the thought, just the connection of that person caused the other person unknowingly to be alert. To be on guard. Caused him to have a confidence that was not fearful, but one that was on point. And you know, and sometimes we have to realize that even though I'm not physically next to you or tangibly next to you, I am joined to you in every way. My thought of you is not for not. Sometimes I don't always have to know why I thought of you. You don't always have to know why you thought of me. But the mere fact that you thought of me is worthy of a recognition. It's worthy of a sound. You know, I, and it's not necessary, oh, I want you to drop everything and just pray for, pray for me. No, here's, as a matter of fact, here's one of the things I do. Sometimes I know most of us get like the amber alerts and stuff on our phone, you know, and sometimes we just push the button and we ignore it. But I like amber alert. I like, you know, when it looks and when it sounds, I look and I read it. And you know what I say every time I see it? I read the name and I call that child's name out or whatever the situation is. And I say, Father, send them home. Get them home safely. Get them to a safe place that they can reconnect with their family. I speak to that. You know, and I put my phone away. I don't spend hours. I don't spend five, ten minutes. Doing, I speak to it. In the same way, when there's an unctioning or when there's a, a recognizing of my voice or, or, or the Father's voice about me and vice versa, you ain't got to spend hours. You ain't got to spend five minutes. You ain't got to drop what you're doing. But Father, strengthen my brother. Strengthen my sister. You know, see bottom. Whatever they need. Send them home safely. Whatever it is, you don't know. We don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit does. You know, and that's what's important. And so we are so joined together. We are so connected. And when we begin to recognize that, then we're going to become, uh, that's part of knowing me like he knows me. That's, I believe, we all believe that there's nothing about me that the Father knows. But do I believe there's nothing about you that I don't know. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is there something, you know, because I should believe there's nothing about you I don't know by spirit. And that don't mean I'm all in your business and I know all your little secrets and all those things. But as I need to know you, there's nothing I can't know about you as I need to know you. And as the Holy Spirit reveals it to me and shows it to me. I know these things and I see these things and it may not don't get scared because, you know, I know we got some stuff, but I don't get scared because it's not like that. But it's about me knowing to pray for me, how to speak to you, how to connect with you, how to be alert and aware to you. Because what I hear and when I speak to you may be the thing that causes you to wake up out of your sleep. 
It may be, the, it's the voice, it's the sound, it's the connection. He uses me that way. He uses you that way. Amen. Woo. So thank God for everything and uh, every one of you. Thank God for our senior man of the house, Apostle. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> senior man of the house. I heard about that. I ain't, I ain't trying to go there. I ain't trying to get the finger pointed at me, boy. <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. <laughs> but I see your man Steve Parker and his wife, Miss Kim, um, and the family. You know, we love them. And we know they're in Tallahassee right now. Um, oh, Kaylee's here? Gainesville. Gainesville. My bad. My bad. They're in Gainesville. Amen. Speaking of word there. At one of our, uh, I don't know if we really, but one of our bodies that are joined to us, you know, the many churches there that are joined to our churches, you know, to speak to them. So even as you um, go throughout your day to day, keep that in mind. Know what there's a there's a purpose. There's a reason, you know, for them being there. And it's not just because, you know, oh, I just want to invite you over to speak to us today, you know, but it, it's, it's directed, it's ordered by the Lord. Amen. So speak to that today as you go through the day and you hear the word of God as he leads you to speak. So we thank God for them and thank God for every one of you, all of you that are watching online right now. I mean, um, however you said through the video camera, we welcome you. Thank you for watching. Actually, that you just stay tuned in because I believe the father has something for you there as well as in here in this place we are joined because we're joined by spirit man there's nothing there's no boundaries and that's what i love there's no boundaries there's no you know there's no limitations when we take off the limitations whoo imagine the things that get changed around here you know what I, and you know i'm tired of talking like something needs to happen you know what i'm saying i know me i know me you know you, Gaston? I know me, brother. I know me, absolutely. Yes, sir. It is that. It has changed. It's changing, man. It's in emotion, baby. A lot of times, you know, even when I'm out at Renegades and stuff, and people may say something, and you know what I like to say to them? They may give me a little snide remark or something. I don't know what they might say, but I say I tell them all like this. I say, you know what? You keep watching. You keep watching because I will not be the same person tomorrow that I am today. You just keep watching this, baby. You know what I'm saying? They, oh, well, it, it wasn't so, didn't seem like it was a very good day for you. I said, yes, it was. It was an awesome day. And I said, don't worry about it. You don't see it, but you keep watching me. You're going to see something. <laughs> Matter of fact, one of the gentlemen said to me yesterday, he said, man, I love that about you. He said, no matter what we come at you with, your words are always positive. Your words are always life. And I told him, I said, they, they always will be. Because I'm not going to buy into your junk. When I start buying into your junk, then your junk starts to affect me. And I don't want your junk to affect me. So if I seem a little bit giddy or a little bit happy or too delightful for you in your sad moment, <laughs> forgive me. Because I'm not going to allow your mess to bring me down. Come on now. Just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. 
Ain't got time for it. Don't have time for it. But listen, here we go. Let's get into our word today. We're talking about, um, I don't know if it, is, it wasn't this week, but it was the week before in our intercession. If you're not a part of intercession, that's good. But if you're a part of it, that's even better. I encourage you to be a part of it because there are things that is happening that is said that you're going to get in intercession that you're not going to get in this environment. Just don't have the time. Just don't have the ability to pour into you that way. You know, and for me, I almost say it like this. If, if it's not for you, then that's good. Be okay with that. Be okay with that. But if it's for you, then you need to be a part of it. Because I'm the kind of guy, I learn I don't need a lot of people to do nothing. I don't need a lot of people to be effective, especially in the kingdom. And I'd rather you not be there than to be there and be a drag to what's happening. You understand what I'm saying? And that don't make you bad. That don't make you an awful person. Because if you realize you're just there to be a body, stay home. Continue. Get your extra hour of sleep. But if there's something in you that you know can cause me to be better, can cause this house to be better, then you need to be a part of it. I want you there. I need you there. But as I was saying, in that intercession, one of the things that the Father revealed to me was and something that we've always talked about, and it is not in anything new, but the way he brought it to me was the breath, life, and the manifestation of it. Breath, the life, well, the breath is the life. The sound is the manifestation. So breath and sound is the things that he talked to me about. Breath and sound, life being in the breath, sound is the manifestation of the breath. All right? Uh, real quickly, one of my scriptures I'm going to throw at you today. And I ain't even give it to James him, so he's going to be surprised. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. When I looked it up, I thought it was the neatest thing because it's the, it's the last psalm and the last verse of that psalm. The 150th psalm and the sixth verse says, Let everything that has breath, that have breath, praise ye the Lord. So if you have life, then manifest the life through sound. And he didn't even require that you be saved. He only required that you be alive. So everything that helped, that have, you know what? <laughs> I keep wanting to say that like the King James said. <laughs> Everything that has breath should praise the Lord. So if there's life in you, then that needs to be a manifestation of the life. When you have breath, then to release a sound is the manifestation of the life that's in you. So some of you are thinking, well, and, 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 and I know you don't have to be, and I said you don't have to be saved, and I mean that, and I know that. But you know what? There's, if I got life, if I have life, and I can make a sound, the sound represents hope. The sound represents the ability to change. 
Sound represents there's ability to be reconciled if I'm not reconciled already with the Father. The sound means that there's something for me. The sound means that there's always more for me than where I am. I don't care if you're saved or you're not saved. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost or if you're not. If you got breath in you and there's a sound that can be released in you, that always means that there's something more for you. When you talk about glory to glory, if I'm in one glory, I have breath in me. I'm praising God for the glory that's in me. Why? Because there's more for me. If this glory is good, how good is the next glory? Just when you say, man, it can't get no better than this. And you release a sound. Guess what happens? It gets better. It gets better. I become stronger. I become more. I become, I begin to understand or to see me or know me like he knows me when I release the sound. And you know, you think, I say, well, I even learned this in, in, in elementary school. Not elementary, but in school, probably middle school and um, in science class. You know, you see this glass sitting here. You see this table sitting here or these inanimate objects we call them. And we think there's no tomb. There's nothing to them. But there's life in them. If there was not life in them, why would he say, I would call the rocks a crowd? If you won't praise me, I would call the rocks a crowd. He ain't never called on nothing dead. But there's a vibration that's happening in this table right now. There's a sound in that very chair that you're sitting in. There's a sound that's being released in that chair. And the more solid something is, the, 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 the less it vibrates. But because of the denseness, the more still it is. But it does not mean that there's no movement in that object. There's a vibration. There's something waiting to be released in it. And it's just sitting there. And it's shaking like this. And it's so tightly bound, you can't feel it, but it's there. But look at you. And I ain't saying you all loose, we all loose and everything, but the sound that's in us, whoo, is loose. My breath is fluid in me. I got the right, I got the movement, I got the ability to what? To make a sound, man, to manifest the life in me. You don't have to, you ever walk up on somebody and they laying there? And you don't know what's going on. The tongue might be hanging out in the mouth. But if they go, oh, guess what? There's life in them. There's life in them. Sometimes that's what you do. You walk up on them. You don't know what you do. You might poke them. You might kick them, depending on what it is. And all you want is a manifestation of the life in them. You, if, if you hit them and they don't say anything, you might say, okay, yeah, he gone. But if you walk up on them and you kick them, you poke them, hey, 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 you okay, hey, 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 uh, then all of a sudden that creates a panic in you, that creates an excitement in you. Oh, call 911, we got to get this man some help. Why? Because he manifests that there's life in his body, even though the life may not be as much, but if he made a sound, if there's a breath, enough breath in him to make a sound, they're worth saving. It's the same way the Father sees us. Whether we're saved or unsaved, whether we're intimate or not, 
us that we can say, oh, we're worth saving. He hears that. He will respond to that. Let everything that has breath say praise the Lord. Come on, let's go to my first scripture that I actually gave James. Genesis 7. I'm going to read that quickly. And the, Lord, and the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. From the very day you was formed, you see, it's, and let's get it right now, because when we talk about who we are, there's the, there's the made and there's the created man. Created man was in the Father all the time. We existed. But the life that's tied to this earth, we began to become, we, we were a living soul that was tied to this earth. When he breathed the breath of life into our nostrils, now we became a living soul. And guess what? We are tied to this earth. That's why it's so important for me to know who I am like the Father knows who I am. Because he created me to have what? Domain over this earth and to subdue it. So therefore, if I have dominion, if dominion has been given back to me and I have been given back that original command to have dominion, to reign, to rule and to subdue, then I have to recognize the breath and the life that is in me. And I have to begin to use that breath and that life in me to change what ain't right. I'm a judge because I can breathe. I'm a judge what I see because I have breath in me, because I have life in me. You have the right to judge what you see, what's not right, because there's life in you. Speak to it. Say something. You know, it's hard, and I know when I talk about speaking and saying something, there's so much life in my wife. She can't stand. <laughs> there's a lot of breath in my wife. You know, and it's frustrating at times. It's frustrating at times. But you talk about correction. You better not do nothing wrong around my wife. There's no way in the world she's going to hold her tongue. She will tell you what you've done wrong immediately. And, you know, and, 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 and you know that's one of the things that makes her her. You know, that's one of the things she knows about herself. And you can't. I can't tell her not to say nothing. Sometimes I'll be like, baby, no, don't, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. She's like, no, uh-uh. Because she knows her. She knows what the father knows about her. She is, she, is, she is solid in the fact that the father has given me life, that the father has given me breath. He has given me a sound to cause correction to come to those things that are not right. And you ain't going to not be right around me. Act a fool if you want to. I'm going to let you know. See, me, my approach is kind of smooth. I'm going to be kind of, you know, I'm going to wait till the situation dies. Then I'm going to come to you, you know, come around like that. But no. Sister Phillips, going to hit you in the mouth. You better have it right, Jack. And, you know, and, and, and that's what we know about her. We know that's going to happen no matter what you say. It's going to happen. But that's the thing you love, too. That's the thing you have come to appreciate. That's the thing you know. So when you, you, you try to have it right before you, she gets here. Because if you don't, she's going to straighten it up for you. 
You know, but that's the breath. That's the right to judge. That's the right to know. This is my environment, man. I got the right to exist here. And how I exist here is not among your foolishness. I'm not going to put up with your foolishness. If you want to be in the same place that I, am, that I am in, if you're going to dwell in the same environment that I dwell in, guess what? You better come right. And that's the bonus. That's the strength that every one of us who know who we are because we know what the Father knows about us, that's the tenacity, that's the bravery, that's the courage that we have to have to every single thing that's not right in our life. Yeah. Point it out. Stop praying about it. Uh-oh. We, we, we spend so much time praying about something to change that we're not speaking to it. There's a difference in the prayer and the prophesy. I could pray about it, and prayer is simply a desire. It's what I pray about. It's what I desire for the Lord to do. And when I ping it off the Father, he don't move, but guess what he does? He pings it right back to me. And so if I keep praying to the Father, guess what we're doing? We're pinging off one another. Ping, ping. We're just bouncing it back and forth to one another. Oh, Lord, change this. Okay, boom. He, he sends it to me. And I don't see a change, but I pray, oh, Lord, change this. I ping it to him. Guess what? He pings it back to me. He pings it back to me to say, okay, I gave you breath. I gave you life. You have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What is the faith for if all I'm going to do is pray about it? Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is dead. Uh-oh. If I just pray about it. I ain't moved on it. I ain't spoke to it. I ain't said nothing to it. I'm just praying about it, waiting on the Lord to move this. I'm waiting on the Lord to change this. And he's sitting there and he said, and you praying, he praying to you, you say, oh, Lord, I'm waiting on my son to move this. I'm waiting on my son to change this. <laughs> we praying the same prayer to one another. I'm pinging on him, he's pinging on me. Lord, I need my son to get up and move this. I need my son to get up and speak to this. And I'm telling him, Lord, I need you to speak to my mountain. I need you to move my mountain. But when he clearly said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can do what? Speak to your mountain. And it'll cast itself in the sea. Is that what he said? That's, that's a rule right now. I ain't making that up, right? So my point is, why are we praying about it so much and I know that that man I know that hurts I know I feel weird saying it but then I'm confident in the fact that the breath and the life in me is manifested through my words the power of life and death is in the tongue come on somebody that's powerful right there by itself so if it's in me, if it's in my breath, if it's in my words, then why, what am I praying about? And I know that that's weird, man. Just, boy, you in the church talk about not praying. I ain't say not pray. That's not what I'm saying. Because to understand, let's talk about it a little bit. Prayer for me is a communication to the Father. It's not just our Father who are in heaven. 
But when I pray, I'm communing with the Father. My communion with the Father allows me to know me like I know him, like he knows me. Yes, I know him, I'm learning him and all those things. But at the same time, because if you're praying, God's talking back. You're saying, Father, how wonderful thou art. How awesome of a God you are. And you know what he's saying to you? How wonderful of a daughter you are. How wonderful of a son you are. How awesome are you, man? Man, I saw how you, you said, Father, thank you. you. You moved in my life and I just love you for what you're doing. And he's saying to you, man, I love the way you did that. I love the way you glorified me in that situation. I love the way you brought life to that dead place. I love how you did that. And so when you hear that, that's what prayer is about. Prayer is about my communion, my love, and, and, and the intimacy between me and the Father. And through him, me knowing him and him knowing me, and me knowing me like he knows me, there is power. There is something being revealed to me. There's an opening. There's something that's being released in me. I'm being energized because of my connection to the vine, because of my connection to the Father. If I'm connected to the vine, then there's life in me. Everything that's in the vine is in me. When I, when I commune with him, everything that's in him is in me. I lack nothing. We lack nothing. There's nothing I need. Why? Because I'm connected to the source. My prayer connects me to the source. When I'm connected to the source, then guess what? I have everything I need. So now I just need to release the breath, the life, the sound in me and manifest my resources. Come on, somebody. Manifest the resources that is in you. Come on, somebody. Don't get mad at me. Hear what I'm saying to you. I ain't telling you to stop praying. I'm just telling you to stop praying about the situation. And speak to that situation. Tell that situation what's going to happen. This is not going to happen today, baby. But this is going to happen today. This is what you're going to do. This is what it's going to look like today. Why? Because I got a source. I'm connected to the source. I have assured my connection to the source. I'm joined to the vine. Everything I need is in the vine. Why? Because I'm prayed up. I'm well prayed up. I'm well connected to the source. And that source just flows through me, man. It's all over me. That's why I'm illuminated. That's why when people look at me, they recognize, oh, man, there's something about you. Why? Because that source is just all in me, man. It's bubbling over. My cup runs over, baby. Come on, I look good. I got it going on, baby. I am all that. I'm all that. And so when I walk into an environment or when I come into a situation, guess what? All that I am can change it, baby. Why? Because he led me there. I'm not there for nothing. And I ain't going to see it and pray about it. Oh, I see what's going on. Oh, let me go pray. Let me go pray. 
That's easy. That's easy. That's the coward way out. It's easy to see something wrong and don't say nothing. Yeah, when I get home, I'm putting them on my prayer. I'm writing this down right now. Mm-hmm. What's his name? What's his name? Oh, yeah, I'm going to call his name. Let me call that name right now. And put in it. And then you connect 20 other people. You give that burden to 20 other people in your prayer list. I'm going I'm to I'm put this on my prayer warrior list. How many of y'all got a prayer warrior list? <laughs> y'all ain't got no prayer warrior list? <laughs> oh, boy. I tell you what, that's the funniest thing ever. Got 20 people on your prayer warrior list. And you send it to your prayer warriors. And when you come back, there's more hell today than it was yesterday. Oh, but God must be changing something. He's stirring that thing up. <laughs> come on, somebody. No. But because I am joined to the source, not because I got 100 people on my prayer warrior list, but because I'm joined to the vine. There's one vine that I'm joined to. And my father is the husband man. He's the one that prunes. He's the one that cleans. He's the one that, that cuts away everything that's not bearing fruit in my life. And because of that, he is also breathing to me the breath of life. With life is faith. With faith, there's change, there's strength. And when I speak to that situation. That's power in my tongue. That's life and death in my tongue. You know what? Everything I speak ain't going to always be life, but sometimes there's a little bit of death in what I got to say. Kill it. Father, kill it. I learned to love what you love. I learned to hate what you hate. Take it out. Get rid of it. Come on, somebody. Come on, Dave. Thank you. Power of life and death is in our tongue. We love to run to that life and we shy away from the death. But there's some things in our life and our environment that has to die. Can't be afraid of death. He's not. He's not. Everything that's on me that's dead, he cuts it off me. Woo, even if I don't like it, even when it hurts. I might even get sad about it because I'm foolish like that. But he don't care. He'll hurt my feelings. He'll do whatever it takes to get the dead off of me. And your friends or your family, they ain't going to like you. When you speak that death to them, you're not going to do it here. You better get it right. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not putting up with it. You're going to change that. Whew. It's ugly. It might get ugly, too. You say that to your family, especially to your family. Somebody that don't know you, a stranger might look at you and go, go oh, she crazy. I better get out of here. But your family tends to retaliate when you say things like that. Yes, they will. Your family will bore up at you. I'm grown. I'm grown. You can't talk to me like that. Ain't no look. Ain't this, ain't that. Uh-uh. You're going to get rid of that player. That's not going to happen in here. So you, you're speaking death to something. 
because by love and in faith, you know that's not beneficial. You know that's only going to lead to death. Death only produces death. Life can only produce life. And if I hold my breath and I don't speak, eventually I'm going to pass out and die. But if I speak and release the life that's in me, woo, something's going to get cut down, baby. Something's going to get cut off. Something has to change. And I know it's going to change because the way you're at, you got ugly. Get ugly. I don't care. But it has to come off. It has to change. That's the breath that's in me. That's the life that's in me. All right. Check this out. How much time I got? Only a couple of minutes and I'm through. Oh, 30 minutes. Okay. So next service is at 1030. 11. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Let's talk, baby. <laughs> Let's talk. Check this out. Come on. Come on. Talking about the breath of life. Let's go to Ezekiel. Y'all know Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. And we know the story, so I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I don't want to keep you all the time. But we know the situation. This is when the Spirit of the Lord came and brought Ezekiel to the Valley of Dry Bones. And there was not just a few dry bones. It wasn't just one skeleton laying there. But there were many Skeletons laying there. And it wasn't like an archaeologist find where, um, where you brush it away and everything's in place. It wasn't all laid down in place. But it said the bones were scattered. There was thousands upon thousands of dry bones. You know, it's like that desert scene where you always see the head of a cattle, you know, that's just so dry. And, and when I see that, I think to myself, can that... <laughs> Can that live? <laughs> and you know, and, and, and everything in you automatically says, oh, that's dead. Ain't no life in that. It don't even have to get that point to that point when you start to see the flesh fall from the bone and you start to see the flies and the maggots and all that stuff and you smell the smell, you think, oh, that's dead in itself. But it was beyond that. It, they were dry. They were scattered. And the Spirit of the Lord brought Ezekiel there, and he said to Ezekiel, he asked a question to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel was very smart in his answer. He said, you know, Lord, because me, I'm looking at some dry bones. Them things are dead. You know what I mean? There's no life in them. But the father knew that even in the bone, the density of the bone, there was a vibration in the bone. And even though those bones were still and we couldn't see it, he saw that the molecules on that bone, the atoms and all those things that was joined together that make bone bone was in there and they were shaking. They was waiting for life. They was waiting for somebody 
to speak life to them. Just because it looks dead doesn't mean that it doesn't desire to live again. He asked Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Ezekiel said, you know, Lord. Then the father so told Ezekiel, okay, then prophesy. And Ezekiel began to prophesy to the valley of dry bones. And all of a sudden, the breath that was in Ezekiel, he began to speak to those dry bones. He began to release the manifestation of the life that's in him. Your life that's in you, man, can affect, can change the life that's in me. That's why it's so important that I don't hold my tongue, but I speak life to you. I speak life to you because you may have a dry bone somewhere and that dry bones needs to be prophesied to. And if I don't speak to that dry bone, then guess what? It's just a dry bone scattered all over the place. But if I prophesy as Ezekiel did to that dry bone in your life, whoo, then there's a rumbling that starts to happen. There's a vibration that begins to take place. And that's what it says that when Ezekiel began to speak to that valley of dry bones, when he began to release the light of his breath to that valley of dry bones, it said there was a shaking that started to happen, baby. Something started moving. Life had begun to manifest in a place where there was no life before. And I remember my grandmother. I'm so fond of her. She used to preach this message to me every now and then. I used to love it because she would get in her preacher hoop. By the time she got to speaking to the dry bone, she would get in her preacher's hoop. And some of y'all don't know what a preacher's hoop is, but it's like a rhythm, you know? And when the preacher say, oh, yeah, yeah, and the people say, yeah, and then, oh, well, yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you know, that's a preacher's hoop, you know? <laughs> And my grandma would get in a preacher hoop, and she would, and she would say, and the toe bone would connect to the ankle bone. I mean, the foot bone. Yeah, the foot bone connect to the ankle bone. Yeah, the ankle bone would connect to the shin, and we'd be there, and you know, we get all in it because you know with that rumbling that would happen. You can just see the bones that were all scattered over the place, not joined to just any bone, but it was joined to the right bone. And then she would talk about how the sinews and the ligaments and the joints were joined together and how the bone and all the tissue was covered. And after all that prophesying and after all that coming together and after all them fully capable bodies were put together, they were still just laying there. None of them, other than the coming together, had manifest life to the fullness. So the fathers, so Ezekiel wondered, man, I done prophesied and I done saw this rumbling and I done saw this connecting of tissues, I done saw this connecting of bones, and yet these bodies are fully, totally together, and yet there's no life in it. What's, new? What's up now? What are we going to do now? And the father said to, said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the four winds. Cause them to come. Cause them to do as I did in the beginning. When I formed man from the dust of the earth, he was just laying there. He was fully together. 
But he didn't become a living soul until I breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And Ezekiel, I don't want you to go around and do CPR on every single body, but I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to speak to the north, the south, the east, and the west winds, and you're going to cause them to come and bring breath to every... Come on, somebody. You better know there's life in the breath. There's life in the sound. The sound is the manifestation of the life that is in me. Woo! Come on, somebody. A mother would even get trouble every now and then if she don't hear a sound from her baby. That baby laid quiet too long. I see my wife do it. That baby laying there and be quiet and still. And I'm thinking, praise the Lord, they sleep. <laughs> That's the daddy thought. Oh, yeah, they sleep. Leave them alone. And, she, and she'll say something. Say, hmm, I ain't heard nothing from the baby. I'd be like, girl, that baby sleep. Leave her alone. <laughs> Especially Sydney. Sydney, when Sydney was a baby, when that girl was talking, she made noise. I, she just made noise. So whenever Sydney was sleeping, like, please leave her alone. <laughs> but my baby been asleep so long, I don't wonder what's going on. I ain't heard nothing from her. I said, good. <laughs> and she would have to get up. She would have to get up. It wasn't enough to nudge him, you know, just to see a movement. But she'll get up, she'll pick him up and take the diaper and all that thing. And by that time, guess what? Baby, wake up. Baby, wake up. Like, I told her she'd come out the room with the baby. I said, I told you to leave that baby in there. But it's the sound. It's the same way the father listens for your sound. And when you're not sounding off often enough, he's going to come see about you. He's going to come nudge you. He's going to come poke you. He's going to know he can buy because he craves the sound of the life that is in you. He craves that sound. Woo. And when he doesn't hear that sound from you, Guess what he going to do, Sam? He going to come push on you. He going to come nudge you. He's going to come see about you. And sometimes you don't like the way it feel. He might stick his finger in your side, just right in your rib. And you go, oh, that's all he wanted. He just wanted to hear the sound. He wants to hear the sound from you. So guess what? If you keep speaking, if you keep releasing the sound, and I ain't telling you to go around just babbling a bunch of stuff. You don't have to. You're too wise for that. He's giving you too much of himself for you to be foolish with your words and with your life. And even this morning when we was talking, one of them said, Matt said it, Matt said this. He said, why do I have to wait for the unctioning? Why do I have to wait for the poke? To know that what I think is what the Spirit has already thought for me. And he gave an example. He said, he said, man, my wife asked for this, but she may need this too. But then he said, I didn't, I didn't bring it because she didn't ask for it. But then when he got to the place where his wife was, guess what she did? She asked for what he left behind. And, and, and he didn't bring it because he said, why did I have to wait for the Pope? But if, he, if, if, it, if it came up in me, the spirit who sees, who knows all things, who's connected to the source, who sees and knows all things, 
said to me, take that crate too. Wasn't nothing significant. Uh, no, wasn't no lightning bolt. Wasn't no shaking of the earth. Oh, take the crate. You know? It was just, oh, take that crate too. And that's what happens. That's how connected we are. That's how, that's how fluid the spirit is. That's how fluid the source is in us. What would it hurt? You know, I ain't, I ain't picking on it, but what would it hurt to pick that crate up, put it in the car, and if she didn't need it, it was in the car. How many of us done that? I have done that many times. Should have did something. And then I get that, I like, dang. I knew you was going to. I knew, and get frustrated too. I knew you was going to ask me for that. I knew, man. My mind told me to call you. I love to say that. That's my phrase when I do that. My mind, something told me to call you and ask you. And, and I just write it off because why? It wasn't, it wasn't like a big thing. It was just a little voice that spoke to me. And we overlook it. But when we understand who we're connected to, we understand the voice is soft, it's sweet, and it's just easy. And I mean, it's like the same way a parent wants to speak to a child. You want to be able to say to your child, hey, baby, don't do that. And that child go, okay, daddy. <laughs> that's usually not what happens. <laughs> I can guarantee you that's not what happens 90% of the time. Sometimes that kid need a good poking. <laughs> you have to get him to poke you a couple of times. And eventually they grow up and they mature and they learn to hear the voice in the stillness because I don't want to get poked, so I'm going to. I'm going to do it the first time. But that's maturity. So as we mature, as we become, um, as, oh, this is beautiful. If you missed this, um, Steve said in intercession, when you begin to live on the north side of the till, and I ain't going to get into that because that's his, but when you begin to live on the north side of the till, until, until oh, in, in the King James it say till, but when you begin to live on the north side of the until, it says there's a perfection or maturity that happens. So when the, he speaks, he say, pick that up, baby. You know, get that for him. Uh, son, take that. You just say, okay. That's on the north side. But when you're on the south side of the until, you need the poking. Yeah. That's what you get in intercession. So I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there for you. So you want to know more about that? You need to come to intercession. I ain't going to even mess with it no more. But it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful when we know the breath in me, the sound in me, is the manifestation of what's in me, the, my connection, my source, my ability to speak and cause things to change simply because I'm present. Peter changed lives because he was present. He changed lives because there was a light, a natural light that was shining on him that caused him to have a shadow. And his shadow going over those that were sick, lame, demon-possessed, needed something. He didn't speak one word to him, but he had so much going on in him that his shadow it was just rubbing off on his shadow. That his shadow, the idea of Peter being in a room, 
change lives. Come on, somebody. That ain't just for Peter. Peter is an example of the kind of going on that we ought to have in us. That the moment we walk into a room, just my essence, just my presence of who I am in this place, yes, is going to change lives. I ain't got to speak to you, but because I'm here, this thing is going to change. It's awesome. That's who you are. You better know today that you all that and a bag of chips and a soda pop. As for my daughter-in-law, me and my daughter-in-law got that little thing going on right there. <laughs> and, um, and to know the Father, to know you like the Father knows you, is the difference between you living a religious life and a kingdom life. We hear kingdom words all the time, but it does not always mean that we are constantly living a kingdom life because Adam in us will pick and choose what's kingdom and what's religion if we're not careful. Oh, this feels good. This don't feel good, so I'm going to do this that way. I'm going to pray about it instead of speaking to it. But to be fully engulfed in the kingdom, then I need to begin to use the breath of life that's in me and speak to every dry bone in every valley that I come across because I am connected to the source. I pray to remain connected to the source, but I speak and prophesy because I am connected to the source. Amen? Amen. Come on, get a Lord of praise. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I love you. I love you. I love having the opportunity to speak to you, to share with you with the things that the Father I share it with you. And also at this time, I'm going to just keep walking in the path that I know. That's kingdom. If there's anybody in this place today who has breath, but know that the breath that they're speaking, the sound that they're speaking is that of grace and not of kingdom. And you want to be more than just somebody who has been given the grace to make a sound. But you want your sound to mean something. You want your sound to be able to change life. You want your sound to be able to correct the things in you that is not right, as well as the things around you that is not right. If that's you, I'm just going to ask that you just, just lift your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hand down. Put your hand up. Put your hand down. Amen. Amen. And today I speak to those that raise their hand. I release the breath in me. I release the sound in me. You know, you know what we're going to do? I said I wasn't going to do this because it's such a big crowd today, but I'm going to be brave about it. We're going to do this. You know what the world is taking from us, all these other phony religions? They have taken our sound. They've taken our sound. And it seems like every religion outside of our religion has a sound that they make. But today, we take back our sound. We take back the breath. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And here's something I want you to do with me. And it's going to be funny. This may even feel a little weird. But here's what I want you to do. I want you, you know, you know, how they say, not from your stomach, from your diaphragm. I want you to, as deep breath as you can stand to take. And then I, in a controlled way, I want you to go, mm, release that sound, release that sound. And if you have to, because your breath ain't as deep as the next, take another, take in the life and manifest the sound. Come on, come on. And you can't tell me you're not feeling better. You are aligning yourself. You are causing yourself to line up with the things of the spirit. Why? Because there's a sound that the spirit moves to, that the father moves. He inhabits. He said what? I inhabit the praises of my people. And my praises don't have to be a hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But my praises, my, my praise can be just a simple sound. Here, Father, in the name of Jesus. Here's my sound. Here's my praise. Here's my alignment. Here's where I'm joining myself to you. Inhabit my sound. Inhabit my praise. Here, here's a place where you can inhabit my environment. Isn't that calming? Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that just seem to run away every chaotic thought in your mind, every chaotic place in your life? Mm. I get up in the mornings and I sit up on the side of my bed and I acknowledge the Father. And after I acknowledge the Father, because this is your sound, I go, And sometimes when I'm really feeling it, I, it might get real deep. I might go, mm. come on, so it's a sound. Because I remember when I struggled as a, as a maturing saint, I didn't have a tongue. And it seemed like when everybody else around me was speaking in tongues, there was no tongue in me, but there was a sound in me. And sometimes I would just ground myself and go, hmm. Mm, mm. I still do. I just mm, rock and I moan and I moan. And then I read in the word that even the spirit whoo, groans and moans, making intercession for us. I say, if the spirit can groan and moan, whoo, how come I can't groan and moan? Mm. So what? I ain't got a tongue. I would love to have a tongue, but if I ain't got one, I'm going to do what I got. Mm. I'm a groan and I'm a moan. I'm a create an environment that the spirit can dwell in. And where the father is, there's liberty, there's life. Mm. And sometimes when you see a situation, and maybe it ain't for you to speak and just say your word, but you might freak them out. Go up to them and go, Mm. Every time they say something, you go, mm. 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 whatever it takes. Whew. Something's going to change. Something's going to break. The sound, the rumbling. 
The vibration is going to start to shake things. The enemy knew the enemy. I mean, soldiers knew when the enemy was coming because they would set up big drums and they would pull the skin very tightly over the drums. And you know what the foolish thing was? The enemy will march in cadence. And as they were marching, Canaan, guess what they was doing? They was creating a vibration. Vroom, vroom, vroom. And guess what? That vibration went before them. And it told the enemy they were coming. Because the drum would begin and they would set little pebbles on the drum. And when that sound of was coming, it would begin to rock. The drums and the pebbles will begin to bounce. And they did one of two things. It warned them that you was coming or it put fear in them. Depending on whose side you was standing on, baby. Well, when that vibration, because I'm standing on the father's side, I'm going to make my sound. I'm going to cause that ground to shake. And when the enemy's drum begins to rumble and the pebbles begin to come, they're going to say, oh, my God. Here comes the sons of God. What we going to do? What we going to do? What we going to do? And when I get there, the battle's already won. Come on, because of my sound. Come on, somebody. But Father, I speak to those that raise their hands today. I cause the sound to be released in them. The breath that's in them. Fill their lungs with the breath. Fill their lungs with the life what you've already given us, Father, and cause us to release the sound, the manifestation of the life. Woo! In a very, in a very, in a very, woo, way, Father, that creates a place for you to dwell. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for the life. We thank you for the manifestation of the life, the sound of the many churches. Who, have, who are releasing their sound that there's one voice. Whew. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you.